This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. The UK's first ever hip hop talk show with Sarah Love and My Stiggy. Yo, what's up, yo? This is the Wallaby Kingpin. You know what I mean? It's all good. We out here in the Big L. That's London, baby. I'm coming from Shaolin, New York. Wu-Tang Clan. This is Ghostface Killer right now. I'm shouting out my homegirl, Sarah Love and Mike Diggy. Mike Diggy, you know what I mean? I know what it is. Right here at the food bar. Food bar. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got to get my words right. I just came off stage. I'm kind of twisted right now. At the food bar, y'all. No doubt. Sarah Love, what's up, honey? You know what it is. Tell these niggas. One. One. Wow, man. We got Ghostface shout outs. We got Farrah Munch shout outs. Ray Kwan shout outs. This is the hip hop show right here. That's with how we DJ get Sarah down. Love and myself, Mice Diggy. How you doing, mother lovers out there? I'm doing fantastic and not well, first of all. First of all. Most importantly, let's say a big thank you to Ian Bolsworth. Yeah, He's been looking out. after you for the last two hours. Remember all of the FUBAR shows are on the website to listen back to. And last week on this show, wow, what a treat. We had Ransom Bad Bones, one of my mm. favourite MCs in the UK. He performed live in the studio yeah, man, and we fire. had a bananas open mic that open mic has some real energy to it man Ooh, so if you miss that was crazy yeah bro. yeah so if you miss that seriously hit up foobarradio.com slash hip hop listen back you can also go there and flick through all of our past episodes as well where we've got interviews with people like Chuck D Big Daddy Kane all kinds of cats that you need to know about and all the best hip hop music for you too so get involved yep get involved mother lovers that's right hip hop at foobarradio.com or you can tweet us at Fubar Radio and get a shout out. Let us know you're listening because, you know, this show really is about all you bitches and bitchettes out there <laughs> across the world, across the digital globe. Yeah, I see you lot in the digital pub later on as well, mate. You know what I mean? Aye. Yes, and um, coming up onto the show today, wow, more treats galore. Yeah, you guys really get hip-hop spoil up here, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, hip-hop spoil, you hear that? Hip-hop spoil, like that's the next <laughs> level of spoil. Yeah, yeah, We're going to be joined in the studio by one of my favourite artists of all time to ever come out of the UK. Woo! A proper veteran, Lewis Parker. That's right. Like That's some OG business. He's going to be in the studio live with us later on. We also have Mark Griss joining us and Tony D. Plus, uh? 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 uh. Good one, I think you've got to say it like that. Uh. Yeah, I think that's Oh, the... DMX. Summon uh, the spirit of DMX. Now, DMX is... Uh. Oh, okay, okay. Grr, you got to put grr in it, I okay, think. Okay, okay. Let me check my um, rapper shout. <laughs> my rapper sound uh, effect dictionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yes, yeah, so some of the Don't Flop Massive are going to be in the place to be, yeah, too. Um, of course, we've got Maestro's Investigation, as we do every week. We're going to bring you a guide to the illest gigs happening in town this week, as well as some open mic um, fire business, plus new music, brand new Cy Philly and Black Twang joint. Woo, serious. Banging. Cy Philly and Black Twang collab. Yeah. Crazy. Banging. All right. This is, this is why I like this show, man. You know? You get all these little gems that you did, you might not never have known nothing, nothing about. <laughs> and Jesus. it's just that straight unapologetic hip hop. That's what I enjoy as well. Got some new Rusty Jucks for you as well, which I'm really Ooh, just pleased jokes. that I... Rusty Jucks. Nice. That I stumbled upon this. I'm going to drop you some Rex as well. And we want to hear from you guys. This show is all about you. So hit us up at hiphop at foodbarradio.com. Mm. You can find us on the... What do you call it? Twitter machine? Twitter yeah, box? on the Twitter machine. Twitter machine. Um, literally at Fubar <laughs> Radio. And you can find um, uh, tw- uh, mice on uh, Twitter at mice. 
nice diggy and yes. I'm up there at DJ Sarah Love as well and we've got a very important big up coming for you right after this brand brand spanking new business from Children of Zoo State Uh-oh. straight out of Manchester and yes. this features the mighty mighty UK legendary status Karen Wheeler it's Fubar wow. Radio Yeah. That is smooth right there, boy. I love Karen Wheeler. Like, yeah. I think she's such a G-man, and I'm just so happy to hear um, hear her again. That's uh, featuring on the Children of Zeus Cut, You Alone remix, that is. And that's actually available for free download, so go check the guys out there on um, Twitter nice. at Picnia Zeus. You're locked into Food Bar Radio with myself, Sarah Love. And myself, my Diggy, a.k.a. the voice of chocolate velvet cake all in your... Uh, <coughs> Ear canal. <laughs> I was yeah. about to say you're right now, but yeah, you lot can't see shit, innit? You're blind bats right now. You can imagine. As long as you can hear, though, that's all that matters, mother lovers. <laughs> mm. And we like to set the show off. Oh my gosh, we've got so much to fit in, and we always run out to play everything on the show, don't we? And, you know, we like to start the show off on a positive tip and remind people how many things there are to feel good about and grateful for and just inspired by you know because I think it's easy for us to all get bogged down with the madness that's going on in the news and the fact the pound is worth like 2p now and all that kind of Ooh, thing but let's not even go I know that, everyone boy, just suddenly went and sunk me. into depression me saying that didn't Jeez. they but no really I truly think there's I'm never cease to be amazed by how many great things are going on in the world first of all I want to send a very special big up, big up. to all the listeners of the show because all you low-key um, people locked in every week Devon big up to you D- DJ Mad nice shout out to you guys you can hen- hit us up in the studio hip hop at foodbarradio.com we love hearing from you and this show is all about you and do you know what Mice what's that I've got to send a little big up big up well this is a kind of two weeks in advance but it's going to be our one year anniversary Mice yeah. is it oh yeah, I, was, I thought it had already gone for some reason I was like no. has it gone already yeah wow. so I think we're going to have to no it's the first week of um, November so I think we're going to wow, have to put some special yeah, plans we're gonna together we're going to have to do a special you know yeah. I think we're going to have to get the staff um, open mic thing going yeah, on but actually the yeah. food bar open mic Adamantium. battle popping yeah Adamantium versus yeah. Ian Boldsworthy <laughs> and getting Nat in as well on yeah, the game too Nat. what was your rap name again Nat? Nat's got a rap name don't mess with Nat Automatic. Oh, she looks serious as well. She saying was, that she's she, she, she she did. Did. that face was like, <laughs> like I'm a boss, fam. Yeah, like, you don't right. want no trouble. Yeah. Wow. So, yes, you know, first week of November. Yeah, we're going to have uh, you lot might have to get tips. We got some battle rappers coming in later on, you know. Obviously, you don't have to go at each other, but just in case, mm. yeah, work it out. But you know, we like to begin with like those positive vibes. And you know, October, I always forget it's Black History Month. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like I was actually I was at Super Drugs yesterday. No, was it yesterday? No, it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> so I thought about I'm it. Like, it was on Thursday. Yeah, it was on Thursday. Yeah. Like, shout out to Super, Super Drugs first of all for <laughs> yeah. like being one of the first places I ever went to to get this shit. But to celebrate Black History Month, I was gonna bring everyone um, different like moisturizers that Ooh. Black people have used, you know, over the years since. Obviously. I want coconut oil. So yeah, like I mean yeah, but that, see, I'm too. talking about back in the like oh, astral. Okay. 
was going to bring <laughs> yeah, Astral. Right. Well, no, no, celebrate standard back history, number one, it's got to be Vaseline. Yeah, Vaseline. I see, I thought you was going <laughs> to say Coco, no, but, uh, there but ain't a black yeah, family. before, I mean, the first <laughs> thing I ever saw was probably Johnson and Johnson, babies Johnson and Johnson. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, I was a kid, innit? So. <laughs> You know, your mum don't want to get, you know, like you have to upgrade to Astral and... Um, <laughs> the designer brand. Yeah, Vaseline. <laughs> and then obviously cocoa butter is like probably when you're of age. Yeah. Like when you deserve to walk around smelling like a coconut, <laughs> you know, like fake coconut, but it still yeah. smells like that. Um, so I was going to do that. That's the gentrification of Vaseline is the I wasn't sure. Butter. Yeah, well, see, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I, but then I wasn't sure whether we were going to support just one month of um, black history. But seeing as these are like eras of history... You know, especially like the black evolution in the European um, state, you know, is like, okay, moisturizer is probably the one thing people need to know about black history that they probably don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's that, start. 101, yeah. the most important things. I mean, today, look, yeah, so let's send a big up, big up. to Vaseline yeah. in Black History Month. You know, I was going to send a big up to Marcus Garvey, but, you know, oh. you just trumped me with the oh, okay, Vaseline. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> See, um, I didn't know you were getting there, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, th- but there's so many, because I was thinking to myself, gosh, why do you even begin with something like black history? First of all, there's loads of really interesting stuff happening throughout the month like in in London if you go and uh, research it out but there's incredible quotes from great black leaders like Marcus Garvey where one a quote from him that I love is a people without the knowledge of their past history origin and culture is like a tree without roots mm. word I've heard that used many a time man it's very true yes and very Nelson true. Mandela it always seems impossible until it's done and he also said education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world powerful nice I'm loving it also I want to send a shout out to Mary Seacole she was a Jamaican woman who was um, she set up a British hotel behind the lines during the Crimean War she's basically like a Jamaican version of Florence Nightingale and she did some incredible incredible things in the 1800s and in 2004 she was voted the greatest black Britain and I mean there's just all uh, just when you go and check out her autobiography Wonderful Adventures of Mrs Seacole it's just incredible some of the stuff she did it's one the earliest autobiographies of a mixed race woman as well. Her statue stands at St Thomas's Hospital in in uh, London, and it describes her as a pioneer nurse. Um, but yeah, she, there was kind of controversy that came with the, when that uh, statue went up, with um, people sort of um, wanting to remove her from the UK's national curriculum and all of that stuff. So, but Mary Seacole, if you don't know about her, she's definitely one of these undersung OGs um, who was sort of erased from history for about a hundred years. As people bigged up um, uh, Florence Nightingale, but she's incredible black woman, British woman, former footballer Howard Gale. See, we're spanning from Marcus Garvey, wow. Mary Seacole, Howard Gale. Do you know about Howard Gale? That's so you basically have gone from like. You know, Vaseline, Vaseline to the cocoa butter level. There's to another the, yeah. level, though, the well, Nils Yard level. I don't know if this is There's cocoa butter Yard. level because this is sort of like 70s, 80s. Okay. So that's sort of pre cocoa butter, the, the coconut oil. That's definitely post. That's the millennials, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the yeah, hence Sarah asking for coconut oil. Now I've heard coconut oil works wonders, and <laughs> but I was raised on Vaseline. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. <laughs> so how again? I think that was, uh, and I was. I'm an eighties. I'm an actual eighties baby. Yeah. So yeah, I think Howard Gale. He's still of the the Vaseline era. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. but Howard Gale. He was the first black player to turn out uh, for Liverpool. And he recently turned down the MBE uh, because he said his ancestors would be turning in their graves if he accepted it. 
Um, and he was offered this, uh, the MBE, which is the most excellent order of the British Empire. Uh, and he was uh, offered it for not only being like the first black player to play for Liverpool, but also um, his work with the show Races and the Red Card campaign. He's from Toxteth in Liverpool. Um, he debuted with uh, the team in 1977. On his Facebook page, when he turned down the um, uh, offer of the awards, this is what dude had to say. He said, most of you who are on my SB page are aware of my work that I'm doing tackling racism and the work I do for show Racism a Red Card. And for that work yesterday, I was nominated for an MBE, which unfortunately I had to decline the nomination for the reason that my ancestors would be turning in their graves after how empire and colonialism had enslaved them. Mm. This is a decision that I have had to take and there will be others who may feel different and would enjoy the attraction of being a member of the British Empire. And those three letters after their name. But I feel that it would be a betrayal to all the Africans who have lost their lives or have suffered as a result of empire. Mm. so I just think seriously because it is tempting to take that stuff you know there's loads of incredible people who rejected the MB as well people like the great artist Lowry um, David Bowie John Lennon he uh, returned his MB in protest against the Vietnam and Biafra wars Danny Boyle the director Stephen Hawking he turned them down Aldous Huxley Roald Dahl of course our homie John Z D he turned it down and our favourite Benjamin Zephaniah the poet into the- <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember how much I love him. Said our favorite as well, you know yeah. what? I'm a bit vexed with Cy Philly. He did a video with um, Benjamin Zephaniah. How did he not invite me to the video? Wow. Anyway, I still love him. I'm going to play that one. new oh, Cy Philly joint for you later in the, in the show still. But Benjamin Zephaniah, he said, I get angry when I hear the word empire. It reminds me of slavery. It reminds me of thousands of years of brutality. It reminds me of how my foremothers were raped and my forefathers were brutalized. I'd like to ask him how, because it's funny, I was speaking to someone just the other day about um, people celebrating, you know, around the world, most Commonwealth countries celebrating their independence. Mm. You know, like I, I don't know what it is, but it kind of bugs me because you look at the country and you think, well, they're still not really independent. They might, it might be under the tag, you know, air quote, independence, but really and truly they're not. You know, so should they be celebrating it like that? Because it, it seems to be a bit of an illusion. Well, I mean, even, again, let's go back to another Marcus Garvey quote, quote where he says, liberate the minds of men and ultimately you'll liberate the bodies of men. You know, so it's like, and also Mar- Marcus Garvey, that quote uh, that um, uh, Bob Marley used in his song, um, uh, Redemption Song, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. You know, mm. so it's like it's, it's one thing us on paper being independent, all these countries and things. Mm. But, you know, there's a whole other process of undoing the our colonial past. It's not about undoing it completely, but, you know, at least recognizing the truth of our, well, our there, history. You know, there's a bit of repair that needs to be made. Repair, no? reconciliation. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, and that's what bugs me about it. That's what makes me feel a bit like, man, you, lot, you know, you kind of over sensationalizing this whole um, celebration of independent of you know quote unquote independence you know are you really independent I mean also it's kind of deep when you just think still the people who are benefiting from like how all the uh, money they made during colonialism and during slavery like Come you know on. there's a reason why we've got all this incredible art at, at the Tate Talk Gallery them, Sarah, at the Tate Gallery in London and Tate Modern and stuff and so to, for them to make it free to get in it's like that's the least you can do is let share this with the public without charging them for it because the whole reason you own that stuff is 
is off all of the money you made out Should of the, pla- on the plantation, sugar plantations yeah. in the Caribbean and across the world, which were all operated by slaves. D- this week, on the 19th and 20th at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, they're doing a screening of... The, what, this, wait, wait. The London School of Hygiene. Hygiene and Tropical, tropical Medicine. Medicine. It's a oh. fantastic place, yeah, where there's a lot of really cool people there doing uh, research across the globe in the, in the tropics, across Africa and things, um, in the medical field. Uh, but yeah, they're doing it as part of um, uh, Black History Month. They're doing a special screening on the 19th and 20th of Britain's Forgotten Slave Owners. And, and that was the David Olasonga uh, documentary that was on BBC a, a little oh, yeah, while yeah, ago. But that it. was really, really dope. So, you know, if you think that we're just being haters or whatever, just definitely go check that out. And you can even search your own family name to see what your connections are to um, slavery and things. But, you know, there's a lot what, of cool any stuff. Any name, any African name. name. So if I type African these, African name. name. <laughs> oh, any name, yeah, it doesn't like... <laughs> no, well, I mean, I guess you could... I wonder, should I? But then I think, yeah, but it's probably like European names. <laughs> so why am I going to do that? I wonder, though. Well, and that's the thing. That's another misconception, isn't it? Because slavery didn't begin... It wasn't just um, Europeans no. enslaving uh, other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then also, I think it's important to realise that black history isn't just about slavery. Like, you know, mm. we have such an extensive um, black history that goes back... Okay, let's... If you really want to get deep with it, it goes back two million years. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, where that is where the yeah, original I don't know human anyone being... Who can remember that far back, so we'll have to... <laughs> no, but we have evidence, and that's the other thing. You know, I, I, I'm all up for everyone having their own beliefs of the origins of man, but, you know, when it actually comes down to physical evidence, yeah, we can yeah, show that, that, you know, the earliest evidence of human beings, Homo sapiens, is in Ethiopia. Mm. And the mitochondrial Eve, like every human being on Earth, you can trace back to a single yeah, woman in woman, Ethiopia. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whole lot of different subjects that black history spans, but, yeah. you know, I just thought, let's shout out a couple cool people this um, this week for you. Coming up, we're going to have a guest, Lewis Parker, stepping into the studio. I can't wait to Jeez. see him! And, yeah, I got a special classic cut from uh, from him as well to play you guys uh, too. Hit us up, hip-hop at Listen to the excitement hit her voice, bro. I know! <laughs> I'm such a fan and I love being a fan like I think it's great to be a fan of the, of the music too when you do famous ass shit it's even better because you get to do famous <laughs> ass fan shit but then you try to like not so add like too much everywhere. of a fa- fan girl <laughs> and just be like I'm a reasonable acceptable that's person. why you don't have an Instagram because you know too many people be hating and then that's it <laughs> be hit me like, hey you need to take those pictures yeah. down <laughs> no but um, yeah no get in touch with us in the studio hiphop at foodbarradio.com and I thought it was only correct mice that I played um, this tune because I thought this was going to be a good lead up to uh, the next person who's going to be bum rushing the microphone mm. um, right up after this that was Kayo Itachi and Rusty Jukes Rusty. Rusty. And the song's called Rusty's Comet. Um, that's on the album Meteorite, which is out right now. And um, yeah, like I say, I was sending that one out to um, the one of our favourite guys where I always look forward to seeing him on the show. And who might that be? <laughs> oh, y'all know, mother lovers, that's right. It is the one and only. Here to welcome y'all down to the Football Radio Cafe. Yeah. That's right, I go by the name of... My Sack Hayes, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. My Sack Hayes, man. 
And I'm a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Hey, I was about to say lover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got an investigation for all of y'all mother lovers out there. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoy that too much, man. If you imagine one day I woke up and that's that's it. That's the only way I spoke. <laughs> Well, you know, still have me on the show. That, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I'm about to go toilet right now, you know what I'm saying? Because I really need a dump. I had an Indian yesterday, and that chick got my guts feeling <laughs> like Scotch Niagara Park. Falls. You damn right. Are you going to be back in a minute? You damn right. <laughs> anyway. I need to get your tea. I'll get, make a documentary just following you around. <laughs> No, but you know those people who wake up and I could speak Spanish? Yeah. What is that about, man? Or, That's next week's investigation. Yeah. Though. Is that for real? That's I don't know, freaky, man. man. Like, and you've never spoken before. you never even really heard it before. All of a sudden, you're fluent in Icelandic or some shit. I know, but that's why I wonder, that really, are they just fluent in Icelandic? Yeah. And they're like, I just want to get some attention. <laughs> I know. They're Let me just hold this down for, like, years that I can speak Icelandic. <laughs> and then tomorrow is the time. Anyway. Yo. That's hilarious. Sorry, we digress. Yes, we digress. <laughs> and we are here to investigate today, mother lovers. We want to find out for all our, from all our listeners out there. It's about growing up. You know, I've got some friends where I realise that they just haven't, they haven't reached that point where it's like, okay, I'm a grown up now. You know what I mean? They're still <laughs> out there. You know, oh, just, I ain't even going to throw them out there like that, but just doing shit that kids do. You, by the time you're 18, you probably might have, you know, stopped like hanging outside the off licence. Uh, oh, right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like okay. all this little kid shit still on the estate, still talking about, yeah, when I make it. When it, and You don't even know what you're going to make yet. You know what I mean? Like this, the, that hood mentality. And it made me, re- I was like, right, when did I realize it's time to move on? It's time to now be, become an adult. I you know. You know, the first time I could realize that was, uh, I'm going to tell this story. You lot might think it's kind of weird, but okay. it's the time when I thought, oh, okay, maybe I'm an, I'm an adult now. Aww. My nipples were hurting. I nice. think I was about 11 or 12. I wasn't expecting you to say all the story with that. <laughs> I was about 11 now you got 12. my attention. Yeah. yeah, and my nipples were hurting. I was like, wow, what's going on here? And I said to my mum, I was like, yeah, mum, my nipples are hurting. They feel heavier and all that. And she was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I was like, okay. Get the bus on you. Yeah, I'm going to go. That didn't work. Vaseline no. didn't work. Deep heat didn't work. No. That hurt, but it didn't really <laughs> it didn't work. Hurt, it's yeah. actually kind of Vicks. weird, Vicks. like, thin line between love and pain. Kind of. Yeah. But then so she, we was like, okay, let's go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. Mm-mm. And imagine this. You know, like I said, I think I was about 11 or 12 or something. Uh-oh. And the doctor, he, he's like, pre- he squeezed my nipples. Dr. Dad, his name was. Squeezed my nipples. I was like, right. And then he, and then he went, he sat down. He's like, <sighs> Mr. Kevin. What are you doing later? No, like- well, no, no, no. I'm glad he didn't. But he said, you're turning into a woman. A woman? Yeah. That's exactly the <laughs> voice 11. in my head. I went, a woman? Like that. And it echoed. And then back then, you know, you used to, like, there was crazy Sunday magazines. It would be, like, the hairiest, you know, the hairy little kids or <laughs> the snakeskin kids. The man and I with pictured, hair on his palms. Yeah, I pictured kid who turns into a woman. Like, I was you next with my hard nipples. <laughs> Bare back on the front cover. The- this all happened in like you know, it's like a five second. Oh shoot, shoot! <laughs> yeah. And then he started laughing. Ah, gah, 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 gah. Oh my god! Yeah, and he that's goes no. Up. And he went no. You're becoming an adult. 
Like that. I was like, ah. <laughs> Look at him just messing with yeah, people's sense with to me get though, his, make his day into For those five seconds, Isn't I nearly it? committed suicide. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were questioning what life was all about. Yo, the shit messed me up. But anyway, <laughs> so this is why this week's question, this week's investigation is what were some defining moments that confirmed you had now become an adult? Mm. Defining moments. Mm. So when you're like, okay, shit. You know, like, if you think about <laughs> when you weren't getting ID'd to buy alcohol anymore or something like that, you're like, yeah. I was quite proud to I'm get ID'd this year on my yeah. birthday. Like, <laughs> on your birthday? Fantastic. Somebody yeah. said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> on your birthday, they did it as well. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Jokes, jokes, honest. Semi-joke. Yeah, so what are defining moments for you then? I know, I'm thinking, well, that today I was chaperoned to the studio by the apple of my eye, the love of my life. Chaperoned? Chaperoned to the studio by one of the greatest men on earth. My <laughs> nephew! <laughs> he's in the studio with us. Uh, he's Shout 19 years old. Yes, he's 19 years old, Kieran. So, um, so I think maybe it's only right today we use my um, alias, Auntie Sarah. For the rest ah, of the show, Auntie Sarah, Auntie Sarah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so maybe like having the auntie duties mm. and responsibilities. Although I've been an auntie yeah. since I was five years old, so I can't say that yeah, I qualified for feeling like an adult when I was five. Right, but maybe if someone's calling you auntie at you know six, seven years old, then you can kind of feel like an adult. Right? Yeah, I guess. Other but people then, will be like, what? <laughs> but then also I was thinking, oh, yeah, I guess it's the age when you have responsibilities and you've got to do everything yourself. You're washing, do the dishes. And there's like, oh, no, I was washing the dishes when I needed a, a stool to stand on so I could reach the taps. <laughs> so, And that was primary school. I was doing my own washing when I was in yeah. primary school. No, that doesn't count. My parents neglected us. But um, no, they were wonderful. No, I guess... Once you're... <laughs> There's so many different... There's so many different ones. There are. There are many different ones. There, you know, I... There, there are times when, um, you know, you all of us... Like, say you get into... You know, when you first get into a club, but it's like over 18s or something, but you get in... Uh-oh. Then you feel like, yeah, That was see, when I was I 13. look like I'm over 18 still, though, <laughs> You think you become a, an adult then, I guess. You know? I know. See, all of these things I'm realising I was so far from an adult when I was doing this stuff like how messed up <laughs> has my life been? Hit us up at Food by Radio on the Twitter or at MySdiggy or at DJ Sarah Love or you can email us hiphop at foodbyradio.com. What were some defining moments that confirmed you had now become an adult? I got some, uh, obviously, I got some answers down at the digital pub because you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> turn into Dave's space, you know what I mean? Gotta <laughs> hang out with the fellas. Dave Pike says, paying rent for the first time, getting your first tax rebate, going to your first over 21s, mm. right? Over 21s, you mm, know. That's proper that's, adult. Yeah, you then when it's over 25, I was then straight you're... up to the over 18s, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get in there early. And that first time being arrested, where they no longer inform your arrested, <laughs> damn, inform your parents. Right? That is hilarious, boy. I know what he's talking about. I'm there, not though. being arrested. Yeah, after the age of eighteen, basically, they had to like, you know, you could, you're an adult now. Okay, so they so don't you need could, to call anybody. Yeah, they didn't need to call anybody, but before then, they can just rough you yeah, up without letting anyone. Well, they call your parents. Oh, uh, yeah, before, no, yeah, when you're because your class is a, youth. a yeah, a youth, yeah, basically, <laughs> you're a youth. And so they, you know, you need an adult to come in. Um, but a lot of us just used to have, you know, friends' older brother call him dad for like, 24 hours. You know what I mean? Get you out of the dick and make you all right there. Um, who else have we got? Uh, 
Okay, so I, I remember a time, I did comment on this as well because uh, I wanted people to understand. There's so many different ways, but I remember I was about 14 or 15 walking to um, the, probably the bus stop or tube station and a woman was with her daughter and then and uh, she looked up and then went, like the daughter went, no, 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 man. Like yeah, that. And then the mum went, no, look out, uh, man out the way, baby. Let the man walk past. And I was like looking around thinking, oh, shit, they're talking about <laughs> me. I was like, damn, I'm a man. Come on with it. Um, yeah, shout out to G-Bag. G-Bag says, when I was officially classed as one of the mandem. <laughs> <That's what> he, <laughs> that is a defining moment, though. It's like getting jumped in, isn't it? Getting you know, jumped in, yeah. Now you're one of the mandem. Yeah, now you're one of the mandem. It's official. Um, shout out to Greg Blackman. He's always got something interesting. He says, uh, when I could handle bigger blows to my ego and sense of self and my uh, and <laughs> that my dad, without dissolving into the petulant little bitch he was every time anyone challenged him on anything. Uh, <laughs> also, that was kind of like shots also. Yeah, that was an angry pops. one right there. He said, sorry, he probably wasn't the giggle folks were hoping for, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, and I needed to vent that. And you can't handle the truth. <laughs> Um, Danny Seaton says, I'm still waiting for that to happen. He's a grown-ass man, but he's still Good waiting. Good for him. No, I'm because I, I was saying to my niece the other day, who's 12, I was like, being 12 is fantastic. Like, enjoy, enjoy that. every day of being 12, because you've only got 365 days of that. And yeah. it's, so, it's so dope to be 12. You don't need to be wishing your life away and wishing that you're older. Enjoy being 19, my nephew Kieran, who's in the studio. Yeah. 19 is wicked. Enjoy Every not having too many responsibilities because when they come, woo, yeah, you're going to appreciate all the times you had to sweep the whole house. You're going to reminisce. Yeah. On the floor, get beat by the wooden spoon. <laughs> and when you had to go to Sainsbury's on your own and carry all those shopping bags <laughs> on your... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, did, um, did we tap into yeah, something? Right, there. Let's just move on to that. <laughs> no, but I think... Um, no, so I rate the people who are still childlike. And they're yeah, basking man. In the, they're holding on to that youth. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a feeling in your heart. I think it's important, man. I yeah. think once you, once you start getting to that point where you feel like, oh... Where well, you're you know, miserable, old get. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that's going to make you feel even older than you. You're as young as you feel, you know? That's you're also... Damn right. You're damn right. So Sponsored hit us by up. Cocoa Butter. <laughs> <laughs> but first, by Vaseline. Um, so hit us up in the studio on uh, hiphop at foodbarradio.com. Yes. Right up after this, we have the man, the OG with the golden sounds, Lewis Parker, yeah. is going to be stepping into the studio, so don't move a muscle. But first, mm. something brand new and exclusive from Cy Philly featuring Black Twang. Yeah. That didn't make it onto the eleventh hour album by Cy Philly. Um, oh, but it's coming no it didn't. It's produced by Richie Spitz. It's released in the next few weeks. You know you heard it here. That's first. hilarious that it didn't make it to the album that's called the Eleventh Hour. And he said <laughs> Yeah, did, yeah, but no Okay, maybe not then. Um, but yes, no, so look out for the video as well that's going to be jumping Ooh, in the next serious. few weeks too. And that album is really dope. 11th Hour Sigh. Philly, right there. You're locked into Fubar Radio with myself, Sarah Love. And myself, Mice Diggy, a.k.a. the voice of Chocolate Velvet Cake. And we are joined by... The man with the golden sound, Mr. Lewis Parker. How you Ooh. doing, people? In the that's building, boy. That's right, that's right. You got legendary Lewis. status in here. Enjoying the grapes. Yeah, he's yeah. got his grapes on. It's the man with the grapes. <laughs> in the, the, the man with the golden grapes, man. <laughs> the, the green grapes. You yeah. hear me? No, everyone will Keep love it fresh to hear ass. you eating grapes on, on air. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's nice. Louis! 
Travis, what's been happening? Because a little while ago, Dan from um, King Underground Records, he was uh, here on the show. What's up, Dan? Dan's in the studio and the mm. chilling in the background, providing Big the great. Dan, King Underground, pimping all the artists. Yeah, all oh, right. So now he's got that CEO look on it. He's the CEO, brother. He's got to tell you. He's trying to keep it cool and casual, but this guy, you don't even understand. You know when someone's important when they're on their phone. You know what I mean? Yeah, doing shit for some reason it always feels like yeah they got some yeah, shit to he, do yeah he connecting the dots mmm mm. cause you did the project together with um, King Underground mm. we've done many many done projects few, right? we've been we've been um, working now since 2010 you know what I'm saying I mm. stepped to Dan with a with an album when he was actually before that doing do, uh, online vinyl sales that's what he was specialising okay. in you feel me mm. so he was just selling all the dope hip-hop wax online rec on online record store you know and putting on shows and doing a lot uh, you know and i've been seeing his grind for a minute at that point and i thought yo he he in a position you know what i'm saying that would be dope if he was mm. a label as well so i went to him with the proposition i got this big game album been trying to get it situated for a, a few years now mm. you know, it came out digitally but no physical wax it would be lovely to put this on vinyl and your shit what should you be say. on vinyl as well every you make time that yeah. it's got a, it's got a, I only like dealing with vinyl you know mm. what I'm saying so it's I so stepped to Dan I knew he felt the same way about records and I knew he was into my shit so we put we put our heads together and that was the first official King Underground release in, in, in 2010 was the big game and it's been onwards and upwards since then and since then you know he's stepped big uh, King Underground records up to a whole next level you know what I mean? Because he got all kind of artists dealing with international acts from the states all the way to Norway to to um we got heck we got two beat makers in Russia. Big up my man D, uh, DJ Bora. Oh yeah, yeah, um, you played some of his stuff. And Vital right? coming out coming mm. out next. You know what I mean? And these guys are from mm. Russia and they got the real hit you in the head boom bap beats for real. You know what I mean? And mm. these is Russian dudes. You know what I mean? So Dan connected the dots on a worldwide. Plat on a worldwide level, level you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and, and, and nice, that's man. really nice. Yeah, no, it's lovely. And I respect and appreciate people like Dan so much who mm. do all that hard work so, to actually get the music from um, Lewis's SP to our ears, you know? Because there's well, a like. You've got, you got to give me a lot of credit for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, no, well, look, I was, I was trying to segue smooth. Yeah, I am yeah. Segway Sarah. Yeah. Also, so that's right. another all alias. Right. Auntie Segway Sarah, Segway yeah, Sarah. Auntie Sarah. Okay. Auntie Segway Sarah today. Segway Sarah. Um, no, because I mean, Lewis, like with this recent project, it's still very much in that like classic Lewis Parker golden sound. Oh vein, yes, isn't very it? much, very much. Do you so. reckon you're always going to stay in that type just, of sound? I'm just. Oh, I I think this record here is a little bit different for me, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, even though it's you know, uh, there's all my records are always going to be. You know, have a lot of dope drum like drum breaks and, <laughs> and, and drums that really make. Hell we ain't gonna what? Yeah. We ain't gonna get you know no I mean? 808. You like, ain't really gonna. You ain't really gonna catch rap. that from me. You know what I mean? No mumble rap around here. <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, I want to hear know, Lewis Parker do some don't mumble do, rap. We don't beats. do the click clicks and, and and funny whatever 808 <laughs> weird sounds that don't even sound like a kick and a snare on a you know my record since I've come out it's always been about the sound of breaks you know mm. what I mean real hip hop it, to me has always been about digging in the crates finding the break you know what I mean hooking mm. up rhyming over that shit you know what I mean that's mm. always been the essence for me so for me when I say my st I think this record is 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 kind of a progression you know how I look at it, my stuff as well is in is in years of of where I'm getting sounds from and what kind of style I'm trying to aim for. 
on Release the Stress was a record that for me is 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 ninety seventy eight, ninety seventy nine. You know what I mean? That's that's where Yo. that's that's the style, that's the feel of the record. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole free records, including the remix, is in that zone. Mm-hmm. We just we're just coming into the eighties. That's where that record is, but done in a Lewis Parker style with with with, with the chopped up SP drums. Are you still you know using I mean? the SP? That's all you know. That's that's what Seriously. I use. How yes. many SPs have you got running now, Lewis? I got three SPs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can so you uh, explain for people who might you look? Sorry, you might just sound like, like, like <laughs> the SP. They're like you what? Can you explain? The EMU, See, EMU SP, EMU, you know what I'm yes, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people. Oh, I thought you were going to start saying or EMU SP1200, the two most classic, in my opinion, samplers ever used in, in hip-hop, you know what I mean? And, possibly and the, when, the most pivotal. The, possibly the most pivotal, and I would say, yes, the most pivotal, because when you look at the majority of real classic hip-hop anthems and records, most of them were done with the SP or had the SP... It, use it on the drums or sequence or somewhere a part of the beat you know is that weighed up with the mpc 60 but i would say the sp kind of whole is 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 the heavy is the heavy and, is the heavyweight and what, what is mean? it about the sp that it's the way it sounds it has a very specific sound to it it has a very specific swing to the to, to how it programs mm. um but it's incredible when you see how many off the hook record like pieces of art have been created on the SP yeah, website you, you have know. what three seconds sample time you have ten in, on, on the 1200 on the, 12. the later the later edition you have uh, 10 seconds and on the original 12 you have 5 seconds yeah. so, so you, you you haven't got too much to work with and <laughs> anyone uh, who's used to working with an SP knows you have to learn how to work and then work about some of the dopest hip records that ever came out were done within that time frame but I'm, I, I will break the, the silence here or whatever, you know. It's all, when you see a man with an SP and a 950, that usually means he's got most, m- most of the sounds in the 950. You feel me? And the drums and the, the, the shit that's carrying the beat is most likely in the SP. You feel me? Wow. And, so, and in the production <laughs> world, like, really, that is the holy duo, the 950 and the SP. So what's the 950 yeah. now? Because you don't... You know, <laughs> I mean, the like, the like, nine, the you know what the 950 is. I do, but I'm saying for the people yeah. who don't the, know... The Akai 950 is a rack mount sampler. You can also get the Akai S900, which to me is the dopest sound in Akai, mm. period. An Akai S900. Okay. Best Akai you're going to get, especially if you want to do your drums on it. Mm. Cats, a lot of cats think, you know, a lot of my earlier shit was on the SP. A lot of that shit until about 99, 2000 was on Akai's. You know what I'm saying? And the, the Akai 900 oh, was my favorite to go to for drum sounds. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't, it would be, a, it'd be the 950, if not. You know what I'm saying? So. Because I gotta say, Lewis, like you know, to me, you're one of the most important producers to come out of this country. Full stop. Well, thank and you very much. Like, and you have certified classic releases under your belt. Like to me, a record like Masquerades and Silhouettes. Mm-hmm. That's you know, every hip hop fan in the UK. We, we spoke about Marcus Garvey earlier and the importance wow, yeah. of understanding our history and mm-hmm. our heritage, where we've come from, mm-hmm. to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, and a record like that, I think it's an important part of the story of hip hop in this country. Oh. Oh, definitely. You know, what I mean, I'd agree wholeheartedly. I think, you know, the stuff I did on the early, on the first part of my career, in terms of from when I came out with B-Boy Antics, Walk in the Sky, then Rise, then to come on to Mask Rays and Silhouettes, I think it set a little precedent and kind of changed the scene. I said it. I think I even said it last time I was on the radio here, but I kind of think that that orchestral 
hard drums feel that I definitely was predominant in doing in the early 90s influenced a lot of guys to what they were doing and what I would say became the UK hip hop more of a signature sound where you would say mm. this is a UK sound mm. no and doubt. it was it, 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 a lot of that was from me buying charity records and buying you know Ray Conniff and, and Perry Como kind of records you know mm. what I'm saying sampling from that kind of shit um I think it opened up doors of possibilities and people were like Listen, we don't have to sound exactly this we don't have to be using all the song samples and you started to hear a lot more I don't know English kind of sounding loops and shit going mm. on in UK in UK rap you know what I mean and I, I think I had a heavy hand in pushing it that way you yeah know just I mean? dust that dirt off your shoulders yeah, man no, no and um you know what i'm saying brother yeah. Yeah, so uh, well, yeah. uh, so going back to this like the the sp the emus <laughs> ostriches you know all these samplers <laughs> how did you find out like how you know because well, the, the sp was something that is all if you know if you are into hip-hop mm. and you're listening to the records and you're with other heads it's going to start becoming a thing that comes up oh this was done on the sp or oh, that was done by who though because it know wasn't on the internet then so like who, no how but we, you? you know you even you know how pete rock on you know and this is your cats uh, getting the sp uh, you know what i'm saying and certain little references people mm. people who know in the new for me that my first ever straight experience with someone being like yo the sp is the shit is your boy Ben Grimm you know what I'm saying <laughs> I was going to ask you about Ben and, Grimm um, shouts to Ben Grimm sorry I don't and, mean to scare and Ben Grimm there. you know I make Ben Grimm from my man Lasala Dolo who was the co-producer <laughs> of Champions of Nature <laughs> so Champions of Nature was the Cam crew this, this, is, this is about this is about 96 when I was in Camberwell Dolo lived just around the corner in Camberwell mm. he, my boy bumped into him in the in the laundry in the um, laundrette <laughs> And he, he happened to accidentally be reading the down low, which <laughs> I was on just on the front cover of. My boy went up to him and said, that's my boy, Lewis. I live with him just, no just over here. He goes, oh, well, yeah, I make beats rare, rare, rare. Hmm. We should link up. My boy's come and told me, cut a long story short, I end up round Dolo's. We get cool. Dolo takes me to Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm was the first cat to load up uh, a 10-second SP-1200 beat in my face and playing it with some ill shit, some yeah. porno beat he did with a bunch of porno samples and some <laughs> ill drums. And I'm like, yo, that shit is crazy. you know. And I was slightly younger than these cats. But they heard my records and was like, Lewis is on on, on some shit. He's in the right direction. We, mm. you know, we wanna, That's amazing, we man. Show him some shit. Now, you, you know about Ben. Ben had lived in the States for a good four or five years mm. You know, um, so he got around, schooled around out the there. Lines. He had a store where he went. He was in, I think it was A One digging, and he bumped into Finesse. Finesse said, "Yo, come back to the crib." Lord Finesse, Lord Finesse, wow. the man. All right. <laughs> and if you know about SPs and, and these, Lord mm. Finesse is the is the mm. man, mm. right? So Ben has has been invited by Finesse to go to the crib. Finesse plays him a beat, does a freestyle. Mm. You know, Ben is blown away. He. he Finesse dropped some jewels on him like yo this is how wow. we get the drums to sound like how we get the drums yeah. and he showed him this, this this secret shit right he came back to England calling this shit the trick Ben Grimm brought the arc <laughs> to you game boy <laughs> Ben Grimm brought the arc he brought it back Jesus. so this is this is just before Masquerades and Silhouettes dropped I had the whole thing finished anyone knows about Masquerades there's an earlier version that did get released to promo and it had the cut Casa Forte on it mm. with Super T um, which I had to lose that track 
because I couldn't get the sample clearance for the Concerto Aranez joint that was on there. Mm. Um, so that's why I had to do a joint called A Thousand Fragments, you know what I'm saying, for the album. That, and it actually, if you listen to the album, A Thousand Fragments stands out because it sounds slightly different, especially on how I was doing the drums wow. to the rest of the album. See. So A Thousand Fragments was after, after you got ben the gems dropped on the oh. schooled me with some gems. <laughs> yeah. You had to so, go back to the drawing board. Yeah, I, I started chopping up my drums different because mm. of the shit that Ben, ben heard Grimm. from from Finesse. Wow. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's right. I there, know. Man. That's amazing. But that's it's also like story, that's the man. era of the word of mouth in person. <laughs> word of mouth. And I that mean. was before the internet. And this yeah. is how we before used to phones. learn about hip hop and shit like that before the, and it was word of mouth who you knew what people would show you you know I always have to shout out Mark B because Mark B was also one of the first cats that I was around you know rest in peace that that was killing the SP hard body like at that point I would say Mark was killing the SP harder than anyone in the UK because he was putting out records from like 94 mm. from the SP you know what I mean and, you know incredible lineage we have in this country if you missed our show that we did a tribute to um, Mark B where we did uh, yeah, uh, chat to on, you as well you, you we had a whole host yeah, of yeah, stars you know, like peace, chatting about Mark definitely listen back to that at foobarradio.com uh, slash hip hop these are all such important names Mark, to know about if you really want to understand your history as a hip hop head or as a UK uh, music fan um, but I want to play the people something for uh, play this release the stress uh, record because I also want to play another joint of yours uh, Lewis but first right. let's, um, uh, let's drop the, the people this the is out right now thing. isn't it already this is out right now the, the pre-order is up going go go to kingunderground www.kingunderground.com for your pre-order get the ill single 12 inch we doing it like this was still the this 90s the you know video, what I mean right? yeah this yeah. is the video <laughs> joint you know what I mean 4th of November 4th of November CEO just said it the complaints department cracks knuckles but this is Fubar Radio it's the hip hop show myself Sarah Love Mice Diggy and we are joined by the ultra special guest Lewis Parker let's do it word up word up Check it out, check it out, check it out. We're joined by the one and only Lewis Parker in yep. the studio. Yes, indeed. With you us. gotta release the stress, you know what I mean? Don't that's get... exactly what you just heard there, mother lovers. You know? And so that's gonna be that's coming out on the twelve inch. That's coming out on the twelve inch. You got the instrumentals. Stay close you, to the mic so everyone got, can hear you. You got your the instrumentals. Voice. You got the bonus beats. You know what I mean? I even I even let the drums go free. So so f- for you for you beat heads who want to steal up my drums, they even yeah. there free free on the record, <laughs> sitting there crispy. But you know what? Speaking of that, have you seen this nowadays? Nowadays, Lewis, how yeah. a lot you have a lot of producers where they make these um, packs of like download this drum yeah, kit. I don't I've get been, that. I've man. been thinking about doing What's one or something like that for a little minute but the thing weighing like, up how I'm, exactly how I would go about it because I do I do think at the same time it does go against the tradition of mm. what we are meant as a hip hop producer you are meant to be doing is going mm. out and digging, digging in the crates mm. but, not, but not even just that I think also there's nothing better nobody else can do Lewis Parker better than Lewis Parker oh, no. and what I want to hear is it's Lewis the same Parker this is what's wonderful about the world is we're all different and it's yeah, like it's I want to hear if you want to get certain things you so see how why I was, would you want I don't to sound like another I don't, producer I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it if that's what if that's what your boat and you mm. want to get 
you know, drum sounds that sound like uh, Primo or Pete Rock or Just Blaze or whoever you, you, you takes your fancy and you're buying a sample pack and it works for you, then it works for you. If you make dope sounding music off of the back of that, then, you know, more power to you, my brother. Because you know what I'm saying? I can't, sister. Or sister, you know what I'm saying? I can't hate... On 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 someone's end product, if the end product is fire, you know what I'm saying. I would not advise for you to sample off of the internet, such as YouTube and such like. That. But a lot <laughs> of people do, and they make some good records with it. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's, it's 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 to me, it's the end product. You know what I mean? All the, the work that you put into it all matters, and you know, it's like playing a sport. You want to play right. You don't want to cheat. You don't want to. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if you win the game, you win the game. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I was going to ask, though. Is it not the same as when you guys are sampling off an old record? Well, that's, it's, yeah, drums? it looks, it's, it's how you look at it. You know what I mean? But I go by the rules of hip hop, and the mm. rules of hip hop to me was always about go and get the original record. You know what mm. I mean? That's, that, we, we, that, that, that goes back to the Bronx. You know what I mean? Just, I just was watching the get down, loving that. You know what I mean? And it's like, you see, you know, they, 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 they making this shit Hollywood now. What hip hop actually represented and if you want to follow the arts of it and the culture then you stick you you stick to the rules but you know it even I mean? goes di- the hip hop quote unquote rules even go deeper than getting the original record which of course that's an important part no you're but not going to say they have to go and get the original <laughs> fucking drum skin now <laughs> Yeah, the original. You, you know, gotta go this, and get this Clyde Stubble. You gotta go and get him. <laughs> and the drumsticks right <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, and yeah, the same hair he used when he recorded Funky Drummer. No, but even it goes beyond that because a lot of the. Imp- a fundamental rule of hip hop is you've got to be you and no biting allowed. And I'm not saying that if people are downloading mm. drum packs that you're biting primo no, or whatever. I don't think but so. I just think it's about having an identity, and that yeah. was a core intrinsic yeah. part of hip hop's yeah. origins. Is we have our identity. This is what I represent, and you have to come with you, yeah. and that's got to top what I'm doing. If you want to come out the yeah. the OG, and but this. I know how it is to be a young producer and not to have all the records and not to have the breaks and. Wondering, yo, I don't even know the names of the. Bro- How am I gonna? F-? But saying that these days, the internet, you, you know, everyone uses the internet now. So you, you know, your favorite producer uses the internet to research about artists he wants to sample. Mm. That's what we do now. So there, there's not a problem with it. But it, to me, it's all about the source. And I come back down to as people will know me as the man with the golden sound. I'm about <laughs> trying to present the quality of music and if you want to have your music presented at a high quality and sound good a high fidelity that's you what know, I was presentation say. of your recording then you need to try to get the highest quality of that recording to present the same the, the same the, the same way you know i advise you know i hear a lot of cats these days coming out with unmixed records mm. and stuff like that and i advise get it mixed go and find the, the, the producer get it soloed out you know go to the studio get it mixed present the record in the best fashion you can present that record mm. in and this is also partly why vinyl is having a resurgence yes. at the moment where you're seeing like millions more yeah. pieces of vinyl being sold each year quality. Cam- Camden Sainsbury's they have vinyl on sale in there uh-huh. this is where we're at now wow. how popular Camden Sainsbury's. Camden Sainsbury's they had vinyl on what sale what vinyl they're selling there <laughs> Yeah, serious. The glass CEO, CEO, just putting it out there into the uh, let the abundance take that one. I'm sure it'll happen. But no, I mean because it's like the quality of sound that you get from vinyl, you cannot capture that on an MP3. 
you know, and you no, can't, you can't. And what even, you're even if you're sampling from YouTube, quality, you're still you're gonna still it's still gonna be a very compressed wave, and you're gonna be losing a lot of information. Exactly, you're not gonna be getting the bass response. You're not gonna be getting the highs properly. You know, if you want the best quality. Tr- and you're using it for the, the base of the sample from what you're, you're going to make your actual record, you want that to start off with as high as possible because the quality is already going to come down when you've sampled it, mm. you've compressed it, EQ'd it. So, you know, the, much, the, the more headroom you can get on that sample, the better. And, what, and, the, and as a mix engineer... That's what I would recommend. Because you know mm, I mean? what do they say? You can't polish a turd, isn't it? No, exactly. So, you can't you know, polish a piece of... I do know someone who can pour syrup on shit and make it taste like pancakes, though. But <laughs> what, what I was going to ask you... What I was going to ask you is... Um, oh, fuck. What was I going to ask you now? Mm-hmm. It was to do with um, vinyl. So do you think that now, because people are listening to music more on their on their computers, like through these mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. computer speakers and whatnot, and I'm not even knowing about no, the ones I, you plug I, in. I think it makes... I think, I think that makes the... the, the the two-track era that we're in mm. a lot more viable and mm. I think that's why people get away with it more mm. and, and get away with street street sounding albums and, and, and mixtape sounding records mm. um, more than you would have been able to get to get to get past that shit in the golden days where you know everything was coming out on 12 everyone was listening to that shit on, on record or CD or, mm. or cassette or a, a, a format like this at, on hi-fi systems at home and you can hear the fidelity of the music mm-hmm. a lot clearer I think now when everyone's listening to it on phones laptop speakers you know portable speakers it does make things more acceptable to be a lower quality because it, it you, you're only hearing half of the the, mm. the, the, the sonic picture anyway you mm. know what I'm saying so but at um, the same time then but, on contrast but when you to do, that but when you do hear it and exactly. I think I think it all makes a difference because when you do hear it, when you someone has pl- is playing it on the radio, mm. when someone is playing it in the club, when someone has got a nice hi-fi system and you're trying to listen to the, the you know, all of it's these, the you, you're listening to it in the car. When you take them beats things, by Dre's off and really, you're like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't hitting as hard as, you know, mm. and, there's a re- and this is when mm. then you have to realise, okay, there's a reason why certain things are timeless classics. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, why, you and this know. Is, and there's a reason why, why you hire Quincy Jones and that becomes like the certified you know bench and you're going to battery studios and you're spending your peas and you know yeah I don't need to be going to these places I don't need to be paying engineers no more because they think yeah my man's got little the little logic set up on his laptop he can handle <laughs> the business yeah, he's got he the Dre's exactly he's got, got what do you think about these like you can get like Dre's mixes of so and so just put this plug in on top yeah of yeah it. and then it sounds like Dre mixed it or I'm Timberland like, nah, mixed it nah that's not gonna work brother <laughs> you know what I mean you got, yeah basically you've I got to I use your ears man uh, you got to use your ears I mean Study I might craft. I might be impressed by what some of what are these new plugins can do and I have heard <laughs> some plugins that are good but for me all of the plugins versus actual gear never sound as good. So that's why, you know, if you see what I, I put in my lab, that's why I, I still deal heavy with, with analog and, and, and real hardware. You but know this I mean? is also, like they say with singers, the most successful singers in the world, it's straight away you recognise it. Straight away you know that's Prince. Straight away you recognise, yeah. you know, the, the voice. Yeah. Straight away I know when I'm hearing, when I know a Lewis Parker beat, straight away I recognise yeah. like a, Grim, a Ben I, Grimm I, beat. I think a lot of that has to do with what... Because you're not using the download of yeah, someone's drum kit. You've got to use quality and look to present your music as quality, you know what I'm saying? 
So, but Lewis, also, that's, you've that's worked with it. so many people in the UK and the States too, you mm-hmm. know. And I think there's uh, one artist in particular out here who uh, a lot of people like. I really remember it feeling like a moment when mm-hmm. um, these records came out. But you were involved with um, the f- first time people got to hear Kalashnikov, mm-hmm, Ricochet right. mm-hmm. Kalashnikov. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I, I introduced Kalashnikov in, on, 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 onto the onto the scene as, as such as you'd say with Dago mentality. So um, how did that come about? How did you guys meet? I first met, properly met Clash. I seen him one more one time at a freestyle on the radio, and then he was really cool with A Side, and I was used to hang with A Side quite a lot. And um, I was around A Sides. Clash was there. We were smoking, little freestyling, checking beats, whatever. I ended up being like, "Yo, Clash, man, you, you, you're nice. You gotta come to the studio." And lay side down, and it happened. We we followed through, and he actually came through a week later or something. And I remember he come through, and this was this was crazy. It was crazy because he ha- was brought. I well, I do remember. I should I, you know I should try to I try to talk bad about nothing. No, but no, he no. yeah he come and he was broke. The nigga was, had no money at all, mm-hmm. and. I remember we, I think I bought yeah, some that chicken Dago, it was Dago one of them ones yeah, yeah, that just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that hunger <laughs> you know that hunger <laughs> yeah, you know once. the proper jankro in the paradise yeah. style <laughs> paradise <laughs> paro life and all of that so he was coming and it was like that you know a little ten, ten drawers I think we shared and all of that shit and <laughs> there was, it was just a brock thing and yeah, I remember so I was like I hooked that beat up in right there for him Dago like yo yo this is gonna that was like straight out the SP sound that one man there's actually a 900 on the drums. Bam! Wow. <laughs> I'm a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the producer do the producer to you know, That sounds mad crazy. But you see, you see, you see that's, 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 that's where the gold sound <laughs> coming to it because yeah, a lot yeah. of people have said that, yo, that's a, a lot of people say stuff I did in the 90s, they think I had done it on the, on yeah, the SP. I don't like, even attempt to try and get that um, shit because I still don't yeah, get that it. Yeah, that, that was actually the 900 and 950 wow. in, in, in effect. Um, Jesus, but yeah, man. it was it was a slightly different record because I had n- I don't think I'd ever put out a record that I'd sampled a reggae joint, I'd especially not at that point. I don't even know. I still I've got a couple of people. Like, mm. You know, I like my reggae, so I have a, I have stashes. So of you did that. You know. sampled that. There I went, and then for him. Yeah, wow. I was like, yeah, this is how Taylor I'm feeling. Yeah, this is this is how I'm That's feeling for, for for my G right here. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I want yeah. want that West Indian, you know, Caribbean, West Indian, UK feel. Mm. On, on this record here and I think it will be big and no one quite did it like that in recent years you know what I mean and he come out and I think you, you put know, him on the map with that one man yeah because it was it was it, it was, was like an eye it was, a, it was mm. an eye opener you know what I mean like wow you know what I mean like he, 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 I think people were looking at him like the UK Nas and shit yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah I mean? definitely man and um, you know he went he went from strength to strength I mean it was for me me and Klashnikov we were like this at one point mm. and certain things you know politics and all of that it, it, it got messed up when I was leaving for the states it what didn't go well with me Clash okay. and he won I had about seven tracks um, we'd recorded over time um, that he wanted to do an album wanted to work towards an album mm. and I'm like bro at this point I'm moving to the, to the states things are going to be a little different for me mm. but I said to him I'm still down work and we can you know part we can but he was so pissed with me that I was leaving yeah. that he didn't really he didn't he didn't want to keep the connection he didn't want to keep the, the friendship like mm. that so I left I didn't speak I, I, I've spoken to him since then and we've worked out we're cool now but, but yeah 
But it was a shame because we should have kept on and I should have got them tracks out, you know what I mean? So Never too late. You know. And, you know, another little under, undersung gem, I think, because Dago Man- Mentality was such a massive record when that, um, that dropped, uh, I think the track Zero that you and Clash did, that kind of went a little bit under you know, the it went radar. Un- it went under the radar. I don't, I don't think... That's see, a I think, I think, yeah, but I think they're more sort of straightforward and I think Dago Mentality had a little bit more... Of a vibe to it, it had a little Spirit, bit more. Man. It had a little bit more of individuality, and I think um, the zero twelve was a little bit more standard, straightforward boom bap hip hop. Even though it was dope, um, it was it was weird because I was actually meant to do murder. I actually recorded the first version of murder over a completely different beat. I had another beat. Oh, you as well. That's the story with the original. No, murder, yo, yeah, yeah. No, this is. I'll show you wow. how it happened. I recorded the original <laughs> demo. One verse and hook. Okay. All right. Same verse, same hook. Uh, Kemet, Ez and Trev were meant to put it out. I had a falling out over the papes with Ez and Trev. It got a little bit... Politics, on it? Got, got a little Lewis bit hairy, the, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then I'm hearing, <laughs> we're, not do, we're taking the murder track to Harry. And then... As in Harry Love. Yeah, as, as in Harry Love. And then I remember... I think Harry even come over and played me, was with Clash, and he played me the original version with the lot darker one with yeah, the yeah, harder yeah, drums, yeah. right? And I was like, yeah, cool. But I was, I had my backup because I was like, no, nah, I'm killing you with my version of this record, dogs. <laughs> like, my beat mad more fire. And I know he felt away because that's when he went back and he did the version that came out and he did that after. So I think Which I think I, I think I put the fire up his back a little bit. Good, when come no, over. but that's healthy. You know I, mean? I think that's what we meant to that's, do. Spur but each that's, other yeah, on. that's how it was back then. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, was it was it was a competition, even yeah. though it was an unsaid competition. It was always competition. You know what I mean? And that's Who's the same thing with, with, that um, with, with, Large Professor says, like talking about the Illmatic project with you know how they were kicking each other yeah. out the butt between him, who was Primo, get the and Pete Rock, you know, in that whole era. And that that record, Murder, the produced by. Uh, Harry Love the Clash of Cops yeah, record it, that's a certified UK a classic certified too but UK you know and it, it became so massive I think mm. that in many ways a yeah, lot of people big, even forgot me, about his, Dago that's his biggest record mm. without a doubt Murder is his biggest record so, uh, quickly because we we got to move on but how did the Ghostface thing come about you, you ended up on his uh, which <laughs> album was it Fish Girl, Fish Girl. and More Fish and More now, Fish yeah. this is very interesting this is um for those who don't back, know, we're going back to for Ghostface Killer. We're going back to 2005. Right? <laughs> 2005. I'm, I'm already in the States, but I'm back over here for a few months um, doing shows, seeing family, whatever. Mm. Um, I didn't know Ghost was, was going to be in town and I wasn't even watching it. But at that point, I was shot in beats as much as I can. So I was always walking around with CDs or had the laptop ready to burn CDs you know what I mean with beats that's you know a lot of little things happen off of them off of them me just handing out beat CDs to people mm. uh, my man my man uh, 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 Lee uh, Man Friday said was like yo we, we gotta go to, to Deal Real because Ghostface is having an in store in Deal Real I've gone down to Deal Real and I'm I thought I'm all cool with the guys in Deal Real which I am but they didn't. I said, "Yo, here's my B C D. Play this shit when Ghost gets here." And then, 
This is, can we just clarify? This is the the um, second bite in Dilreal, not the first one. Yeah, because yeah, we the would sec- never do yeah, this. The, 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 the second one, right? You know, no, I'm, like, Dilreal, I'm mad cool family. with them. I'm mad cool with all them brothers. <laughs> but I will no, tell you, I'm mad to. cool. I love them brothers. Vincent is my is my dude for years. But um, but but but. Uh, they they weren't like yeah Lou we're gonna make sure Ghost hears these beats and get him to him they were more like yeah okay I think they were more inter- in, interested in their in their boy the, the the Asian cat they got making beats oh two um uh, not you. I was gonna say you. Like they all, they're all. Mm-hmm. You know they're who I'm talking same. about, yeah, though. Yeah. He's a good uh, brother, yeah, and I know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I know, I know nah. him off the head. And Eric, Eric Lau. Eric Lau. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Harry. And they they want they they were repping for your boy hard. So. They the beat the when, when Ghost is on stage the beat they played for him to rhyme over was murder. Alright? That's the beat they played. You must have your pistol. And your and your boy Ghost was like, this is alright, yo, who's where's the next beat? Wow. Alright? After that. Ghost has come off. Everyone is surrounding him. I'm like, yo, I just need the one. Hit him with the BCD, and I'm out. I hit him with the BCD. Bang. Mm. There you are, my dude. Respect. I'm out. Wow. So you did it like... I don't do all the dick-sucking shit. I never do. (laughs) (laughs) All right? I hit him with the BCD, and I bounced. I didn't think nothing of it because the amount of dudes I hit with beat CDs in, in around that time, every time I... That's all I was doing in New York for a good few years was going to industry parties, whatever parties I could do, go to where Cats wasn't trying to hit him with beat CDs. Mm. So giving Ghost to beat CD really wasn't n- n- too much thing to me. I didn't think of it. But whole wow. year went, your whole year went past. I'm actually in Barbados now with my mum walking down Bridgetown. Yeah. The celly goes off. Yo, is this Lewis Parker? I've been looking for you. I'm like, yeah, this 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 is Mike, Ghostface manager. I'm on the I got Ghost on on the line right now. Ghost, come on. Yo, son, I love those beats. Yo, that soundtrack, L70 shit. Yo, he was going on wow, like that. You know that's what I mean? Crazy. He was going on like that, like super hyped up. At that point, they told me they've already recorded to a good five joints. You know what I'm Serious? saying? Serious. I've got. I've, wow. I've, I've got to get back to New York. I've <laughs> get back to the. I'm bugging out. Bug I'm bugging shit. out. All I was doing was bugging out. Like yo, I got to get Ghost more beats. And he recorded like I would say around seven joints, like one verse on something. Mm. You know what I mean? And then for a minute, I had a bunch of records on the Fishkill album. It was looking nice for me. Wow. I was smiling. Like, yeah. And then, we and, were and, all smiling. Then then then. then when it started to come to, we're wrapping the album up, we're getting the mixes done. With, 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 I'm losing, oh, you've lost, this isn't on there no more. Mm. Pete Rock's got another feature. Oh, Just Blazer's coming. Oh, mm. you know, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I'm losing out. Am I even going to oh, make it? There was, was one like point, that. one point I thought, I'm not even going to make it no more. Shit. I thought the other producers would come in and beat me on namesake more than even fire because I knew I was giving them fire. <laughs> I lost a few records due to sample clearance as well. A few of them didn't yeah, make I it. Yeah, I did hear that, yeah. That through, they couldn't, they didn't, they couldn't get sample clearance and stuff like that um but shaky dog was the last record recorded for that project 
And wasn't that, that was, was like the, the second track and on the album the first, or something? It was. Is the, they, had yeah. little, they had a little. They had a little, little talking intro. Yeah, yeah. And then that, that was the, the intro beat. Yeah. I remember hearing it going, "Oh shit!" And if you missed our interview with Ghostface Killer a couple weeks ago, definitely hit up foobarradio.com slash hip hop and listen back back to that. We were we had it. Well, you just have to listen back to the interview, though. But you know, I thought it was only correct that we played you something classic from Lewis Parker before. Make sure you keep it locked right here as well because in a little moment we're going to have Mark Gris, Tony D and in the studio um, and uh, that we're going to be getting into some very nice rapping action so we're looking forward to hearing yes, all of that. Yes, we've got something Shout special coming Red up. Shout out to Red Bull in the place to be also. Yeah, them wangs, man. Hey, Red Bull, we need them wangs, man. You know what I'm saying? I heard Red Bull gave you wangs. But before that, this is some UK certified for the wangs. <laughs> some certified UK classic golden sound business from our man Lewis Parker in the studio with us. This is hip hop on Fubar. I'm like Britney Spears. You get spearing I am with the. Yeah. It's not a joke. Original I think he's like he originated the original roadman rapper from the UK. Yeah, man, definitely. Original putting it down for how the streets are. There were people talking in like street talk before, but but when he come out, he he made everyone step their get their game up. Exactly. And niggas who want to be rhyming on some road fuck shit, he make niggas over here step their shit up. He was believable. Do you know what I mean? That was Uh, what happened. People didn't sound that believable when Class came out. When he and I feel like the whole channel, you, you know, YouTube, like he just he influenced the bunch. Come rappers. out, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a problem. Crazy, it was man. a problem, you yeah, know. So that, that, Dago, Dago, I think before that, before no, murder, yeah, but yeah, murder yeah, definitely. But when murder, it was mm-hmm. like the yeah. official. You know what I mean? No, but yeah, I think real, these real are important quick. landmarks like in hip-hop. We've been talking to our man Lewis Parker live in the studio here. What, Lewis, you have some shout-outs before real, you jump out quick, of here? Yeah, you know what I mean? I want to say, you know, keep your eyes to the new shit. I'm going to coming out, working on the album right now. Just finished recording with my man Spice, you know what I mean? Who I know Spice, you know, brotherhood legendary. And I know you know him he, he yeah, around Spice. your corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> you need to get him through the show because I'm having saying I'm having saying drop on on on, on Spice, featuring artifacts. They you know Spice had artifacts held up in the crib for all the last week. <laughs> what are the links, and, Lewis? If people <laughs> yeah. want to track you <laughs> down or see what your um, what you've got out, where should they be hitting up on the web? Um, KingUnderground.com, first place. You know what I mean? Find me on Facebook, Lewis. You know backslash Lewis Parker. Instagram Lewis Parker Jedi Master, you know what I mean. Twitter Lewis Parker underscore, you know what I mean. Basically, um, just Google Lewis just Parker. Google. Just lazy <laughs> ass, yeah, you you know, find you'll, you'll find Thank it if you. you're Shout interested. King Underground, they've got a bunch of releases coming up. Fred Fades and Sun Raw ple- featuring Planet Asia, seven inch single. Is that two Todd B? Torb the Roach coming up. Instrumental album. You got Vital Pieces of Time LP and Sun Raw Beats Beat Weeks LP. But go to King Underground dot. Come. Come if you want to get more information, Mother Lewis, Lovers. Thank you so much no for doubt, coming people. through. Thank you very much for having me every yes, time. Man. And you're going to be chilling for a minute. Sarah Love, ain't you know seen you, know so you for years. Love you so much. It's so lovely to have respect, you here. Sir. Come back yeah, soon, likewise, isn't it? Bro. And keep it locked to Fubar Radio because coming up right after this, we're going to be speaking to our guys in the building up here with some Red Bull action. And don't flop. Tony D, Margaret are going to be here. So keep it locked to Fubar. new common that was produced by robert glasper 
and uh, Kareem Riggins Black America Again features Stevie Wonder on that cut um, and yeah there's a whole gang of good music that he's got out on an album called A Bigger Picture uh, featuring Anderson Pack on there Jay Electronica John Legend a whole gang of cats so definitely check it out we got all that good new hip hop music for you right here every Monday 4 till 6pm on FUBAR with myself Sarah Love and myself Mice Diggy aka the voice of Chocolate Velvet Cake and we are joined by some special mother lovers today boy we're about to do some famous ass shit basically so we got Don't Flop in the Building Mark Gris Tony D Sarah wants to say how do you say his name? Well, no, I just need to... <laughs> well, first of all, welcome, guys. It's lovely to have you all here. Lovely to be here. It's yeah. lovely to have you all here. Mark, what's yeah. the download with you, man? Uh, yeah, oh, it's been yeah, it's been quite surreal, really. Uh, You're like, doing some famous-ass shit right now. What's going on? Is, we got yeah, cameras this, in the building. Like, uh, yeah, they look way weird. bigger than the cameras like our lot yeah. usually have around. What's going on here? Uh, okay, so like I've been doing like a lot of spoken word stuff, and mm. uh, a while back uh, I got called in by Red Bull to make a short film out of one of my poems and stuff and uh, they started talking to me saying they wanted more content and I said oh do you know what you should make a TV series about about me travelling around meeting rap battlers and, and finding about about rap battle and how it works around the world and what's going on with it and they went oh yeah like alright yeah, why not we, nice. we kind of need some content so we've been working on it for about a year and a half oh wow uh, yeah just kind of like keeping on like pitching the idea trying to like hone it up work out what it is and we're at the point now where it's real like it's properly real it's happening yeah, uh, yeah I'm he- heading on a flight on Friday over to the Philippines uh, to have a rap battle against a guy called Looney, who is huge. <laughs> He's the most viewed battle I, rapper. Yeah, I think he might be the most viewed rapper in the world. Like that's what, how he. Serious. That's how he puts himself out there. Over a hundred million views on YouTube. So for people who don't know, you because you, you, you said you're oh, a yeah, poet, yeah. but obviously you you came from the poet world into battle okay, rap. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, I, so basically, I uh, I was an English teacher and I was writing poetry and doing stuff like that, and mm. then I got really interested in in rap battles. Uh, and I found out about Don't Flop and like Rowan uh, like gave me a shot over there I kind of struggled through my first battle uh, which is also the same event that Tony yeah, first debuted that was my at. debut too yeah yeah, yeah wow. against, against Mickey Worthless and like he smashed it and then afterwards we set up another battle which was against a guy called Blizzard um, this is the team. famous one that this yeah is and so I like, turned up like in a suit when I started doing it secretly when I was teaching um, I used to go down to nightclubs in the suit and like try battling and find it out it seemed to what? be funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, like what, that's when it, that's when it like started, and we knew it was like it was an interesting thing, and I wanted to find out more about it because a lot of my students are really interested in it, and um, I didn't know much about it. So we thought we'll, we'll, we'll have a battle against Blizzard because you know I'm a teacher, and he he's like he was 17 year, years old, and I, I teach 17 year olds. We thought it'd be quite funny, <laughs> and I, and uh, and it went viral, and because uh, the, ba- the battle came out as teacher versus rapper, right? Oh, uh, teacher, teacher versus, versus student, student. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and I think probably a lot of the views came from uh, came from that kind <laughs> of thing. Because it looked real, it really did look yeah, like right? the and, and, and Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, um, no, it was cool. I, I, th- I felt I got a lot out of it. I've got a lot, a long way to go, but I really, I really, really enjoyed it, and um, and, and so kind of like I've been thinking about doing more of it. It takes a lot of my time and energy to like write battle stuff because I've been doing poetry mm. but then I, and I thought well, it doesn't really work with all doing all the shows and stuff but then this came along and I thought 
go on you guys go to the Philippines and try and battle like yeah, that. So <laughs> many, you've got to try it. so with this new Hawaii project then yeah. so Mark Gris battles the world so this new project like how many places have you been to or planned to okay so this is going to be the first one the Philippines uh, at the moment we're talking about Russia uh, the scene's like massive in Russia at the moment uh, we're talking about going to South Africa because there's a really exciting new scene that's developing over there um, Canada uh, the States probably for two episodes obviously the UK uh, we'll be kind of talking about stuff with, with, with Don't Flop uh, and, and also kind of yeah, just kind of like heading around and finding out. What's really interesting is like a lot of these scenes are, are very independent, but actually throughout history, there's been this kind of need for men to engage in like a verbal <laughs> kind of like, 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 like battle in a way that doesn't mean that anyone like gets killed. Mm. Uh, and I'm just, I'm interested in it all it's as like an English chess. teacher. Yeah, and it is like chess. I do, I find all of that stuff. It's, I mean, we're basically, I don't know. I kind of feel like a lot of battlers I know would probably say that it's, it's like being a train spotter, but like, you're a bit cooler like we people are well into it do you know what I mean, so, I mean we yeah. can chat about uh, these yeah, guys yeah, 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 but yeah. we can chat about schemes and concepts yeah. for like hours I mean but it's it's a thing that every, you, you're going to see people out there that you know someone who plays golf or someone who uh, someone who's into crochet you know but like <laughs> enthusiastically and be like right they're mad it's the same thing with us so, you know people think Wow, you you love rap so much that you talk about like how it's constructed and how you know oh, it's the, the same science. thing anyway, man. It's that's the, the science, science. behind yeah, it, isn't it? I'm really interested in that, and I want I need to learn a lot more about that. And the best way to learn about it is to go around. I, I figure is to go around and meet all these people, and because I think honestly, I think a lot of people that battle are the equivalent of like a PhD professor, but mm. it's just it's just they haven't had the opportunities and they haven't had the kind of background that would mean that they get those kind of that kind of recognition for the ability that they've got with words and or so even if it is something that is recognised in that kind of way you know poetry is something that's been around for hundreds of years in the sense that it's recognised by the academic world and you know this is it's high art you know considered as high art sort of level I don't know if we're necessarily on that level with battle rap yet in terms of how oh, it's recognised you, you oh, no you think you're going to go down the Royal Academy and they're going to be mm. like yeah don't oh, flop battle yeah, that time no, no, with the no, rhyme no, scheme yeah. nah yeah, so I'd yet. say poetry is the same well. thing. You've got poets like <laughs> Kate Tempest coming through, and, and the academic side of poetry is freaking out at stuff like in that. What sense? In what yeah, sense? Yeah, I've seen people like there's been, there was a, an article in the Spectator recently that was kind of slating Kate Tempest and saying that it was like just 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 really. I felt like real classes. Was she like the mumble like rap to <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. That's it. I mean, oh, I, I, I'm not even joking. I've had a lot, I'll be honest, like a lot of people in, in the world of poetry even think that being interested in this um, is, is ridiculous. I've had so, loads of people come up to me say like, what are you doing? It's like not. And do you say oh, the same thing back yeah, to Yeah, really. But I think you get the same thing from both sides. I think there's probably a lot of people like within hip-hop will go like, who's this guy Definitely. who's doing this? Um, so yeah. how did you... What made you... like? Is it Was it just the use of words and being that powerful with words that you could put somebody down? What was it that intrigued you? <laughs> Were you moonlighting as a battle rapper? I, do you know what? A lot of my students were like really into it. Uh, and... and there's this, there's this, there's this theory. That they say there's a problem with education where you've got like teachers. Mm. Uh, we believe like a teacher's like a jug full of water, and the kids are like empty glasses, and they come in and you fill the kids up with the water, and that's the knowledge, yeah. and they go out, and that's it. And it's not. I don't think it's a really effective way to teach anymore. It's really archaic because th- no kid is an empty glass. So you, you, you kind of like they come in and you share ideas and you find out. And a lot of my students were really into it, and I thought, well, that you can either go, well, that's wrong, right? You should just Shakespeare's the right thing. That's the wrong thing to be like interested in, <laughs> or you can go like, tell me a bit about it, right? Let's have a go. Like, and so I started like, we'd have rap battles as characters from *Of Mice and Men* and stuff like that, oh, nice. and I got interested in it, and I just thought, I can't box, right? 
Like physically, I can't. I don't think I could like go and do like be a cage fighter. Well, you got but, the neck for it. But, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I was like, like, I can use words, right? And if I mm. want to find out about this, like, why not? I'd quite, I do a bit want to see what I can do. Like, I, I am interested in that. And I do like the idea of, like, it's competitive. Like, yeah, you are, so the competition is yeah, what... Yeah, I like okay. that. I like the idea that you're going to yeah. try and do it. Um, and, yeah, speaking yeah. of the competition, we're also joined by some other battle rap enthusiasts. Yes, Tony the D is here. Tony ah, D. I'm not a champ no more, man. You what? can't address me. You can't... <laughs> be, yeah, you're, 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 champ you're insulting the eyes, real man. champ right now, man. You're the people's <laughs> champ. Tony D, man, we've been trying yeah. to get you on here for a I, minute. I know, I he's know, bro. He's another famous-ass rapper. Monday afternoons, fella. I've got two kids, you know what I mean? I've got to work myself around this. <laughs> How you been, man? I'm all right, bruv. I'm good, man. I'm yeah. happy to see you as always. So you're still battle rapping because I yeah. thought I went to your last ever Nah, I retired rap. the belt. <laughs> oh. I retired the belt. And yeah, they, I couldn't stay away, bruv. Yeah, I, I like got one crack. on Saturday. I got one Saturday. Oh, you got one coming up on Saturday? Yeah. Where is that? That's with Don't Flop. Yeah, that's with Don't Flop. Yeah, Camden, um, Fiddler's Elbow. Too late, tickets are sold out. <laughs> because nice. I first knew Tony Dangerous. You know, back yeah. in the day. A long, long time. When it was like lifetime ago now. time. You know, and yeah. that was kind of, I was introduced to you pre-battling Tony yeah. D. Tony Last D. of the summer wine. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I mean, um, is battling now your passion or do you have the interest in doing like recording, you know? Uh, I still like the words. It's just, it's always been about words. Mm. I never really cared about the music side of it. I just like writing raps. Um, so this, whether it's battling or music, I don't really mind. The thing is, though, I can't do both at the same time. I can't change my mind frame from insulting someone mm. for three minutes <laughs> to writing a song about yeah. something. I can't, I I can't switch out of it. So I have to do one or the other at any given time. And at the moment, it's just been battling, battling, battling. How do you, do you shake hands mm. after a battle once you've insulted someone for five minutes <laughs> yeah, straight and they've friend, insulted you and friends. your mum? Yeah, everyone's friends despite not that. everyone. Well, yeah, no, not <laughs> everyone. Everyone's friends with me. Yeah, everyone's yeah, friends yeah, with yeah, me. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, your time's coming, boy. <laughs> so it's all in good humour yeah, and people always understand that is there ever a time have you ever been in a battle and you're like okay that went too far we need to have words uh, personally no I've seen it happen but because, personally nah because I think it's a shame if those kind of situations can't be settled in the like that's the whole forum of what a mm. battle serves is like you know you to be provoked to that yeah, point exactly. where you settle it with Put your prowess on the mic exactly. that's essentially the point I can't be mad at something that he's going to say to me if I've just spent the last week writing stuff mm. about him <laughs> I like I, well, my, that, that's hypocritical isn't it mm. you've got to take it on the chin regardless so yeah, it's good fun how far does the research go before a battle when you know you're meeting someone like this Saturday or whatever uh, do you know what yeah I'm, I'm a fan of most of the people I battle I've seen before okay mm. when I'm not battling them I watch their battles when I find out I'm battling them and it's time to do research I hate looking at them I literally <laughs> watch <laughs> about seven seconds and then turn it off like oh, you, oh, you're shit I hate you I hate you <laughs> yeah, like, but you don't really mean that it's no, just not at for all. the battle not at all it's just yeah. to get myself in that mind state to yeah wow, like, gotta take crazy. your head off it really is like fighting, <laughs> isn't it? Because the fighters have to do that sometimes. They've got to have a the reason pre-match. to hate you before yeah. I get in the ring because it's kind of weird, you know? This is yeah, it's a sport. Essentially, you what you guys are doing is a sport, mm. you know? And so is there, like, levels of training that you have to do beforehand? Obviously, doing the research and whatnot. But is there anything that, you know... No, I think rapping helps a lot. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but then... With the with, with battle rap now, you've got people who have never rapped before, people who are poets who've come in and mm. smashed the scene. So I'd like, as far as I go, yeah, rapping helps me a great deal. But there's a lot of people that's on a very high level that don't rap. 
So I don't know what their preparation would be like. And so that's expanded. The scene has expanded mm. because of that, because it's not just about, yo, I'm a rapper yeah, and a yeah. battle. Now and it's different, like... Different scenes around the world are, are, are very different kind of styles. That's what I've learned from the Philippines footage I've seen. Like It's it's almost like if Looney Tunes characters were like were like battling. It's really, really <laughs> overcome graphic. You're really animated. These loads of antics, these props, these costume. They do loads of like really like dramatic stuff. It's Serious. quite childish content. Yeah. Um, like in... In the sense that, like, they, there's very few personal angles that are used, uh, and, and obviously, like you're saying, culturally, they're using put downs, things that would be a put down in their culture. They're using, so you might hear it and be like, "What? Like your mum wears uh, sandals or something?" <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah. like, what's wrong with that? But is it like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, well? a lot of that. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> there's like, a lot of stuff. Put down. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do with bodily functions as well. It's big over there. So it's the oh, most base it? level <laughs> yeah. of like humour and male entertainment. You like, pee and out your speaking... ass and shit out your teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you mentioned Kate Tempest, like, and it's. Um, I mean, how, we are also joined in the studio by. Ro, do, do I call you Rowan or Ar? She's struggling to say uh, her name. That's why I'm trying give us to get. The co- <laughs> finally, give us the correct pronunciation. I think this is stick with Rowan. Rowan, okay, yeah. that's cool. I yeah. actually, that. actually, genuinely, I recently, my email used to be uh at com, and I recently changed it to Rowan at dontflop.com because I'm just, I'm bored of just saying uh and everyone going, how do you spell that? How do you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah. So I've changed, anyone out there wants to email me, it's officially Rowan, just call me Rowan. And we were talking earlier but about yeah. signs of when you've become a proper adult, so I guess right. that's also part yeah, of that it. Might be a sign right we, had, we all had, a, I actually, I had a discussion with everybody that works with Don't Flop, and I woke up one day and I was like, do you know what, boys? I feel like we're not 19 anymore. I'm personally going to change my email to Rowan I feel like we should just call ourselves our real names and it was quite split down the middle yeah and half, half the team yeah, like, everyone who was half the team. with their name must have been like what are you talking about no <laughs> do you know what no not true at all actually half the team were like no I actually agree I, I just want to be called John I, they, I ch- but then like Kruger was just like no nah, yeah, yeah, like, he was like I've built up a name as Kruger and I don't want to change so I said fair yeah, enough I you swear I mean, you could do an amazing sitcom about battle rap communities and stuff as well yeah. it's just the conversations that just, come up yeah, it's just so funny it was, it was like an hour long conversation about email titles like. <laughs> so on that note then what's the what are the challenges of running something like Don't Flop um you know, because you're dealing with lots of different characters and I think politics. It. It's the benefit. Po- you get to hang around with me quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm both laughs> some shit like the that. same pro, and there's a lot of the same pros and the same cons. Like it's just like, uh, no, nah, honestly, a lot of the, the things that are good about it, they get tiring after a while. Like, mm. like there is so many different personalities, and obviously, it's quite male dominated as well. Sausage fest. Right, it's, it's like, not just male dominated. I mean, on average, at one of your events, smiling at them what's the, <laughs> what is They're the ratio smiling. of like men to women? Like, I'd honestly say. Um, it really has improved. It's now probably one percent female. No, That's I'm just, I'm massive that. It's, no, that is a massive I would say. I would say <laughs> honestly, like probably like maybe <laughs> maybe for every hundred guys, there's maybe like fifteen, twenty girls. So and it, and you can see you can see it in the videos now. Honestly, I'd say over the last two, three years, it, there really is like you get groups of girls coming now that. Um, they, they don't come with their boyfriend that's what it used to be the girls only came if their boyfriend brought them or they knew someone battling they were driving but, them there uh, yeah, the responsible exactly. adult but the them. last couple of events there's actually been groups of girls that have just come and uh, been, oh yeah we saw about it on Facebook or whatever and come through oh, but wow. still obviously it's always going to be a complete sausage fest don't get me wrong it will never change like it will. and I mean there has been sort of controversy with Don't Flop isn't there because like I said every, you, there's so many artists and MCs that you're dealing yeah. with these are a lot of people to keep happy and it's hard to keep everyone happy all the time isn't I it I think it's just the budget that's all it comes down to in life is money it's, there's never any, there's, there's no, it's not like, money. like no, it's not it's not that there's never been any situation with Don't Flop where people have disagreed on a level of personally I don't like that thing you've done you know just as like a random thing you've done I don't respect what you've done any issues we've ever come across has been 
always the root of it has been money and I, honestly I can say I haven't, I've never had any problems with anything that didn't go back to money yeah because anyway. I think also it's very it's, for some people it probably gets quite tough because they see like right my videos up they're getting this amount uh-huh. of views like ultimately that's because of my rap skills but I ain't earning no okay, so, well, off of this. Yeah, people have the wrong idea about how much you yeah, get for views the, the perfect example is like there was no a, but I mean in terms of like, the branding like yeah. that's building a brand don't flop which then you're able to take yeah. that all over the world yeah, and merchandise a, it work with yeah. that promote that kind of thing but for MC they don't necessarily have that um, yeah. business skill I think skill a lot of it is that is people don't people get caught up in the hype of it and they don't think about the real actualities of what running a business is like like it's been there's been quite a few battles where they've done quite well like view wise and whatever and there's been a lot of people turn out to to see them but often without sounding rude one mc in the battle will be a much bigger draw than the other like Mm -hmm. say if i put tony against someone that just tried out last week he's obviously going to get paid more than that person Mm -hmm. because just because the venue sold out that person he's battling shouldn't get the same amount because if I went round with a clipboard and said who have you come here to see mm. they'd all say him do you see what I'm saying so that's where a lot of the so arguments come down so it is possible to. to earn a living as a battle rapper I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a living like living living is Tony like, what do you reckon well, from know, the yeah. other side of the tracks now you're taking all these battles in other leagues maybe you are mate you know what I'm saying <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> for the money I think, I yeah, yeah, I money. think he's, if he's got to try <laughs> and make it work you know? no. we're not all English teachers over here you know? I don't think you could I, I'm not sure in this country you could really make a living off you would have to be battling incredibly I think you could, regular I think you could genuinely what's the word like supplement your income pretty well yeah yeah you could do that you could definitely, definitely. supplement your income so yeah, what does that mean that means having a day job and then battling on the and weekends or using it as promotion for something else you're working yeah, on yeah, I think yeah. when I started I've never been paid anything for any of the battles that I've done but, I, but at the same time I started when I was teaching when I left teaching and I started being a poet I always viewed that this was just a way of promoting myself online and what mm. I was doing and then I would do live shows uh, and so much. So all this battle talk, I want to hear some rapping. So let's oh, play. Yeah, and shit, you guys are all going to spit, right? Jesus, I don't know. What? I thought I thought you told me. I thought we were doing some <laughs> acapella. Yeah, yeah. Like, we yes. Don't even so know. let's pay these <laughs> bills. <laughs> we got to pay. Knows. Nobody knows. We got to pay bills around here at Free Bar. Yeah. But I think <laughs> we're going to do that. Not, not every week we have an open mic where we have guest producers provide a beat. But this week I think you guys are going to do something acapella for us. Oh yeah. Tony D's of the caliber where I could just throw him in the deep end and he'll quit he'll cope with it so you're tuned into Food Bar Radio don't move a muscle it's Sarah Love my sticky we're joined in the studio by Rowan not (laughs) Rowan from Don't Flop Tony D and Mark Gris we're going to get into some uh, open mic type flavour in a second let's hit this Food Bar Radio presents there's a Labour MP called Keith Bass. Right. He is quite a senior Asian Labour MP. But anyway, this weekend there was an expose. Oh, no. And this happily married man with yeah. two children yeah. joined the company of a gay male escort. Now he represents a modern British family. Yes, a wife, right. kids and two male ministers. Well, you're right. This is the, the British way, which is to be married with kids and to be a tortured closet homosexual. Yeah. You don't get more British than that. And I, I feel that, that he's flying the British well, flag. Give that man a knighthood. I'm finally related. Waiting to him at yeah, last. There's a, there's a connection. Every Thursday from 12 p.m. on Fubar Radio. Okay, well, so we haven't got much time, and we have determined in that um, quick 30 second bill paying time that we are going to do we're something a cappella. Right. Yeah. No, clap your hands, everybody. everybody. <laughs> no, right, no. Well, let's go into some Sorry. acapellas, man. Who wants to kick it off? We've got Mark Gris, Tony D. Two battle rappers. 
One poet. Well, two poets. What am I talking about? Two, one English yeah, teacher. I was a poisonous poet. I don't think it counts. Yeah. <laughs> poisonous poetry. Well, you're, you're a battle rap teacher. Let's say that. There's a, a lot of little young Uncle Tonys running around. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few. I'm, I, I want royalties. Yeah, let's hear some bars, man. Uh, oh, cool. Just off the top like acapella, that. Uh, acapella. Acapella. All right, look. Um, you going first or you want me to kick this off? I can do a bit. I can do a bit. Yeah, go for oh, it. So I'm trying to write on a beat like for the first time. But I can do it acapella. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, year nine, RE class, and I'm chatting with the seat back. Teacher keeps rehashing some old classes to us, and we laugh. I mean, come on, miss. Bullshit. The afterlife's from dreamland. Get down on our knees, and we might get a free pass. What if we want to be bad? Don't want to kneel to some dead, boring guy who looks a little bit like Pete's dad. Faith meant crusades. Faith meant jihads. We can't believe that anyone would make themselves believe that. Yeah, we were deep-fanged. We were proud of being beast men. Some guys will play at saints, and we were happy as the heathens. Argued with the teacher until she pretty much was screaming, then headed to the ball to kick, court to kick a ball and let off steam. And while out there, we saw girls. We gave banter being lippy. For one, now I like Amy, she was shy, but she was pretty. I just don't can this rawlings because her mum drove a mini and I was single. She was up there, she was hot, she was skinny, skinny, yeah, <laughs> more than thin, like girls that we saw modelling. Her form so fit and taut, her skin was bordering on porcelain. Now many tried to score a win, but no one yet had bagged her, plus everybody knew she was a proper Bible basher. Oh, that's Lord. so good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That well, was Mark Grizz. Mark Grizz, it's on Bar Radio. What, Tony, are you going to take the bat on? Uh, yeah, uh... Jeez, jeez. All right, look, I'm right here. I'm five seven, extra off in my Nike. I'm raps living, breathing, real life nightmare. Let's get it quite clear. Straight up in this rap game, blood. My name Buzz Light Light. Yeah, look, I'm the talk of the town. Yeah, it's me, the guy that rule walking around and they're talking about. That's from the east, west, north to the south. I'm a breath of fresh air. I'm the water that fall in a drought. I'm what the world's been waiting for. I'm what your baby mother and your sister and your girl's been waiting for. Maybe saw the face of <laughs> the name before. It's Tony D. I'm a poisonous poet. Say no more, man. You mustn't know the protocol. A damn vandal that manhandle a mic like Buster in Tokyo. Assaulting senses mm. with assorting sentences. Magic words. It's like the man who served the sorcerer's apprenticeship. Applaud the author's penmanship. And jump on the bandwagon. Come on, you can all get a membership. I get it banging like mm. November 5th. And I was born with it. So you should blame your parents if you're less equipped. Mm. Whatever, blood. Just don't hate me, cause my notes on the rise like do ray me, I raise dough till my dough raise me, I flow crazy, that weak <laughs> shit you dealing with it so ain't me mm. I'm the future blood ahead of time my thoughts are pentium processed and your brain's a 16 bit mega drive, the Ooh. 16's I spit forever live, I damage a challenger, probably be better if you never tried, so jog on, get a life get a job, get a wife, hair on in you in the rap game sever ties you better write a different story, cause going against me, you coming up short like midget orgies <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, man. What, yeah, Mark, you've got another got, Yeah, yeah, you got another one? I can I carry know. on with that story if you want. Like, uh, <laughs> that's about it. You guys were well prepared for today, weren't you? Hey. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, go on. Uh, all right, so verse two. I'm working through a way to say a word or two to Amy. She's insanely fit but stuck in holy servitude. Now, I like another version who didn't have a faith to persecute, but every time I close my eyes, her face is burning through. It's like a firebrand. So I devised a plan. I headed out one Sunday wearing smarter jeans, tie and cap. A couple of people stared as I walked in uninvited, and I stood where she could see me in the middle of her Bible camp. I watched them as the choir chat. <laughs> Clutching at their diaphragms Frightened by each crying man Appealing for a higher plan After I sat by a nan Smiling over sliced up ham Denying flan Lying up my family All lived by the man I was happy with the lies I spanned To me it was a game I gave more fiction than a writer can But when it was the two of us My mouth became as dry as sand I couldn't say a thing I just stood there dumb as silence rang I don't know what happened I just knew I couldn't speak Went home thinking That I'd have to go another week And for over two years I went back to that church I hung out with Amy Didn't say many words They let me stand in that room with them Never joined in communion When it came to their God I didn't have much to do with them But it wasn't the loony bin 
been, we'd all been alluding to when I watched them. I took on all the things that they were doing. They stood out at the store, collected cans for the poor. They helped mums raise funds for refugees from the war. And they made me feel welcome. It felt good when I helped them. At times I raged against them, they still answered my questions. And the more I kept going, the more the pieces fit. I saw that Amy wasn't thin, right? Amy was sick really sick for years refusing to eat in an effort to impress stupid guys just like me she couldn't give up, get rid of that image we were after her flesh showing bone her skin pale as plaster and each Sunday I watched as she sat there in view getting weaker each week fading away in the pew her parents prayed harder than the rest of the room last week she was there I even prayed too and I kept thinking throughout why inflict this disease why put it on her why not someone like me why strike down a believer there's no sensible reason I mean what kind of being would offer that treatment her final week there I sat watching her pray trapped in her seat silent drip on her frame and while I liked all these people it just seemed insane i figured us and our god should take shares in the blame the next week she was admitted a quarter year stay i never saw her again the family all moved away and i think of her a lot and i hope that she's okay and isn't with someone who was like me back in the day so fair play for 12 faiths i gave it a try and i've always got time for you for what you've decided if you told me there's a god i wouldn't say that you're lying i just say that in my mind he's about as shit as i am like this philippines thing how I'm baffled about how are you going to battle somebody in they're rapping in Russian or in Philippines. Oh, okay, T- Tagalog is yeah, there. How does that work? Well, actually, apparently only 45% of the population speak Tagalog, but in education, they, they learn in English. Oh, so, so they battle in English. So out they there. do also battle in English, and Looney oh. has battled one uh, guy in English from like disaster from the States. He's never battled someone from Britain before, um, but it, the whole battle will be in English. So um, mm. I'm going to try. I want to learn some Tagalog when I get over there. My main issue mm. is the crowd. Yeah, don't say that. They're going to hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give them away your secrets. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like the crowd is the big thing. Like, trying In to get terms the of what doing? Okay. Because the, like, he's huge over there. He's so when you say huge, if someone's asked, like, how big is the scene in Philippines? Like, when you I say huge, what, I think what kind of views is he I mean, getting? Rowan, would you, Rowan I'd say it's bigger in the Philippines than it is anywhere else in the world, to what, be honest. What, about rap in general? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Serious. Yeah, yeah, Why is that? Why Philippines? Was that? I mean, it's a lot of people there, no? no Absolutely not. But idea. I think also it's curious from how massive hip-hop is in the Philippines. I mean, you have a massive b-boy community out there as well. So it's like, I don't understand why, fully, but I mean... Yeah, I Honestly, I wish I had like a definitive answer, but it's just it's humongous. Mm, like, I know they have a big dance tradition in um, Philippines, so that's what I always put down the interest in b boy too. But yeah, I never knew that the I'm battle p- rap I'm thing. Pretty sure yeah, the yes. top ten most viewed rap battles yeah. in the world are all flip top. And the funniest thing about wow. it is, I remember before they started. Well, obviously, battle rap's been out there forever, but I mean, before they started filming them for YouTube, I remember the guy that runs the league out there posting on a forum we used to use and being. He was like, "Hey, so I've been watching Don't Flop and loads of the other leagues, and I really like what you're doing, and I was just wondering if I could have any." advice on how to start my own thing really yeah 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 and then so what was your advice I was like yeah, damn what did you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say what did you tell him well I can't remember this is, this is honestly like seven eight years ago it's quite a while ago and it was literally just a post on a forum I just remember it I just remember it's quite clearly because I don't think anyone took it seriously and then now they're the biggest <laughs> league in the world yeah and we were all like damn yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, announced just, the battle like put the fire yeah. up on Facebook and it got like it Twelve thousand likes. Yeah, they get like, like two thousand. They get what you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand people come to the event. Like a youth workshop. Yeah, somewhere. yeah. <laughs> like fifteen thousand. No, what like fifteen hundred to two thousand? Oh. Like it's like it's just. And the funny thing is, it took off so quickly. Mm. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like it. It gradually grew. They launched their league, and it just everybody in the Philippines wow. took yeah. to it straight away. Yeah. Quicker and, than uh, I've and, ever and, seen and, it happen. And Looney is like the king of rhyme. They call him over there. Like he's. 
Yeah, he's yeah. He, and we're nearly out of time though, but yeah. what's the links? Like, how can people track you down if they want to catch up with what you're doing in the uh, Philippines? Okay, they want to see what project. I'm up to. Like, uh, at Monte Cristo is my uh, Twitter handle. Um, I mean, otherwise, uh, I guess, like, yeah, just kind of follow follow that. I don't know, like, a lot of it's going to be, we're going to be filming it, and then we're, like, we'll have to get all the other episodes together before it gets released. Um, and people can see and so like, when can they look forward to, to seeing some of this series then you're yeah, um, you know Battle of Margaret yeah. no I didn't when did you so you said you started a year and a year and a half ago so yeah, like, we what start- were you doing then what were you filming or just putting <laughs> the ideas together uh, I was just kind of pitching it to them otherwise I was oh. like touring like uh, like comedy shows poetry shows stuff like that kind of like oh, okay, okay. Tony how can people track you down if they want to keep up or catch you maybe uh, this Saturday what are the links you can catch me on Twitter at Tony D Poison that's just normal and if you want to look into me battles go on to Don't Flop I've got loads of them on there <laughs> just put in Tony D versus and check out the Tony Smith show I'm with my bridging Locksmith that's out now on iTunes and the rest of it and whatever and yeah and we're hoping you and Locksmith are going to come through to the studio <laughs> yeah, sometime soon are. you did stand me up Smith a few months right. ago and I was a little <laughs> bit hurt the next but time I have I forgiven the kids you in the cupboard Tony came with some bulletproof just do that Rowan what's the links like if people want to know more about Don't Flop maybe it's the first time they're hearing about it yeah if it's the first time you're hearing about it it's just don't flop on everything it's don't flop on Instagram Twitter Facebook YouTube anything relevant. just don't flop just in don't life just don't flop on everything yeah, yeah just don't flop it. at all thank yeah. you so much all of you for coming through to the show uh, it's lovely to have enough. you here big cool. up yeah, Red Bull who are in the studio big up to Lewis Parker big up to Lewis Parker who was here earlier if you missed any of that you definitely need to hit up foobarradio.com slash hip hop next week on the show that's Monday 4pm with myself and my Stiggy we have Mike Res One and Dutch Mob in the studio and we're yeah. going to be interviewing the Artifact straight out of New Jersey so definitely join us yeah. for that next week and of course as usual we leave you with the right message from um, Rick James and up <laughs> next is our homies a badge of friendship bitches and bitchettes good night oh that was the wrong one but either way I'll leave you with this message from Rex.